return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Our, our paper schedule, that is. <laughs> and, um, but it has been wonderful to be praying and, and asking the Holy Spirit the presence. In his presence is. And I just want to declare over each one of you, every one of you is blessed abundantly. You're here for such a time as this. And this is our first night and we're just getting started. So God has put a message in. There's four speakers and I have the honor and the humble privilege to be the Friday night speaker, and the message that the Lord has dropped in my heart is, has to do that we have a voice. Every one of us has a voice. We see a mountain here, we see a tree over here, and actually right now I don't really think I need a stand either, so I'm feeling pretty free. I th- I'm good, I'm good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and they literally jumped. <laughs> so, what I really want to say from the bottom of my heart is what I feel the Holy Spirit is saying through this message, and however, whichever way it goes, and however long it goes, is that the Holy Spirit is pleading with us to use our voice. Amen. And there's so much behind that, and as, we'll look at the word, but there's this, this plea from the Holy Spirit to use your voice, to use our faith voice. So, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for the word and that we will receive the word with ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. We pray for fruit to remain. And, Lord Jesus, we just depend on you for energy and strength. Some people aren't night owls. Some of us are. But I pray that there will be an unction and that this will be your message. In Jesus' name, everyone said. Amen. I was walking by Cindy's calendar uh, maybe a month ago. But anyway, she had on her, on her calendar, it says, Your faith has a voice. And 2 Corinthians 4.13, I'll start with that verse. But, you know, just think of it. We have a faith voice. I want to say this, too, to each one of you. The enemy, I'll start with myself, the enemy has tried to silence me. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, we, we have an enemy, but we have a God who's great. We have a God who's all-powerful and almighty. And the enemy will always try to silence his people, God's people. And that, that's happened in my life for how long have I known the Lord? Maybe 40 years now, almost 40 years. And, but we want to keep our mouth open and we want to use our faith voice. So uh, this verse says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as, as it is written, it says, I believed, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and what's the result of that? 
therefore I speak. So just look at the order that it says, because we believe, which is faith, we speak. Faith has a voice. Faith inside of us will speak. And when, when it's God speaking, we're in agreement with God. I want to read this out of the message. Verse 13 says, we're not keeping this, we're not keeping this quiet. Can you shout amen there? Amen. Not on your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believed it, so I said it. We say what we believe. So how many tonight would like your faith voice to be a little bit clearer? How, how many would like your faith voice to be a little bit stronger or a lot stronger? Well, I sure do. And God has given us a voice and he's given us a message. One of the prophecies that came out of the many prayer meetings that uh, occurred before the conference was that women will know that they are empowered, let's all say empowered, empowered to speak to their mountain. And that came out prophetically, that women here will know that you are empowered to speak to your mountain. Um, I read about a pastor, and he was praying and studying, and I really think this happened years ago, but he said, the Lord began to give me a vision of the possibilities that he wanted to do in my life. And can we personalize this right now? The possibilities that God wants to do in each one of your lives. But uh, the Holy Spirit said to this pastor, there were some mountains, as we see, or some hindrances between God's best blessing and me. And the Holy Spirit kept saying to him over and over, if you knew, if you knew what was on the other side of that mountain. I love visuals. If you knew what was on the other side of that mountain, if there's a mountain in front of us, I know there's been mountains in front of my life, but the Holy Spirit said to this pastor, the Holy Spirit said, you would move it. I've heard for years, you know, like, oh, God, please do this. God, I'm waiting. God, do this. God, will you move it? But if we really examine the scriptures, and there's so many students of the word of God in here, we know that the Holy Spirit, the word of God is saying, you move it. Right there. She said it. Speak to it. We're going to speak to our mountain tonight. And we're going to speak to our I'm sick of mine tree. Um, some of these things here are, are things that could be listed of, that are mountains in our life. And go ahead and just read some of those out. We like to interact. Maybe it's not even on there, but you know that there's this mountain. Mark 11, 23, 22 through 26. And this is a huge... Um, it's a huge life changer, this portion of scripture. Jesus said, have faith in God. You all know, the, you all know this portion, but we're going to pick it apart tonight. Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you. Truly, I say to you. Whosoever, say whosoever, whosoever. Shall say to this mountain, say to this mountain be, removed, be removed. Be cast into the sea. Shall not doubt in her heart. But shall, believe, but shall believe those things that she says, those things that she says it, will be done. it will be done. She shall have, she shall have whatsoever. whatsoever. Say, it. Say it. All right. Verse 24. <laughs> A lot of saying and she in there. 
Um, the amplified, I, oh, let's see. Yeah, I guess it's up there, but this is amplified. Therefore, what thing, I'll just read this part. <laughs> what things soever you desire, what do you desire? What's in the way of your dream? Thank you. What, let's see, therefore, what, where am I at here? I'm down a little ways. Therefore, what things soever you desire, what are you craving? Don't we have just soul craves within us? Whoa, I'm echoing. Soul craves require, what do you ask for? What do you beg for? What do you, what do you fall on your knees for and cry out to God for? I know you women do, because you're women. And it says, <laughs> when you pray, believe that you receive them. When do we receive them? When we pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. And then verse 25 and 26 actually go into a topic that I'm, I don't plan to cover a lot tonight, other, a little bit with the sycamine tree, but it talks about offense. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything, now just look at that, if you have anything against anyone, it's pretty broad, isn't it? And the scripture tells us, that we need to forgive them. This can be hard. Sometimes we don't want to. We just feel that we have a right to not forgive someone because of the circumstances or they haven't been nice to us or they've been horrible. But this actually just says, if you have anything against anyone. So I just pray tonight that we could get that cleared up and just let some things go. Let some people go. We'll, we'll do a um, demonstration at the end to take care of that. Forgive them so your Father in heaven may forgive you. And if you don't forgive, our Father won't forgive us. So that, that's, that had to be included because it's so important. If we're going to move mountains, we really need to be free horizontally. We need to be right with people. And as much as lies within us, just give people room not to be perfect. Why do we expect people, a human being, a husband, children, why do we expect them to be perfect? So we can make a little note and write it on our fridge and say, give people room not to be perfect. And it helps with the forgiveness and just let it go. Um, I'm just going to read this in a paraphrased version and use our faith voice. I want to say again, every one of you has a faith voice. I hear over the 40 years that I've known the Lord, and it started with me uh, saying, I can't talk. And, or people saying, well, I, I can't give my testimony, or I can't teach, or I can't be on the worship team, or, you know, just these thoughts that we get. And, but... We have a faith voice. Every one of you has a voice. And I believe out of this conference that you women, I mean, we're probably all women that need to use up how many thousand words a day? 25,000. 25,000, 25 going once, going We have a lot of words to use up, but you have a faith voice. You have a voice that can speak to your mountain. And we could take testimonies till Jesus came of the mountains that you've already removed. But paraphrasing this verse, it says, 
Number one, whosoever. Number two, shall say whatsoever. Number three, shall not doubt. Number four, shall believe. Amen. Number five, she shall have. Number six, whatsoever. Number seven, she says. So whosoever shall say whatsoever. <laughs> wow. Fela, let's stop and think about it. Whosoever, what are you saying? What are, what are we saying in our life? Are we saying what God says? Are we agreeing with God about our life? Let's start with us. About our future? About our faith voice? Are we agreeing with God? As, is Mama Perry here tonight? Maybe tomorrow. That Mama Perry says, you're anointed. Are we in agreement with what God says? That I place an anointing on you from the Holy One? And you don't have any, any need. You have that anointing, and I teach you all things. So whosoever shall say whatsoever and doesn't doubt but believes, come on, girls, it's yours. Thank you, Lord. You can see the power of faith-filled words. Amen? What are we saying about our futures? What are we saying about the people around us? It's so wonderful to use our faith voice, like the scripture on Cindy's desk. It says that we have, faith has a voice. And we're going we're gonna to improve that faith voice tonight. Can everyone shout amen? Amen. Okay, I do want to just splice in this little story about the sycamine tree. Um, there's a similar message in Luke 17.6 about the sycamine tree. And the sycamine tree, this part I believe does deal with unforgiveness and bitterness. And... The Lord said, in verse 6, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, oh, I have to ask you, can anyone see this little seed? See, I knew a lot of you couldn't. That's a mustard seed. There's some mustard seeds on the back table. So you can't even see it. So it can be so little. And, but Jesus said, if you have faith, how many feel they have faith that big? Oh, the whole room full. Well, you can, you can move mountains and you can uproot trees. The Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to this sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root. Come on, let's get the roots out. And be planted in the sea and it should obey you. It should obey you. And again, you know, we get in that mentality. God... And yes, God, without him, we can't, but without us, he won't. We are his representation here on the earth. We are his body, we are his hands, we are his feet. I think Deb mentioned that tonight in healing the sick. He said, "Go, you go heal the sick. You cleanse the leper, you raise the dead. Freely you have received, freely give. So we are Jesus' body. So we can uh, pluck those trees out, and it says, it shall obey you. We've got a faith voice. You've got a voice full of faith. And when we use the word of God, there's life's change. Um, here's the illustration. This illustration here is a sycamine tree. And as we put under it, someone said, I've identified my problem and I am sycamine. <laughs> so it's time for us tonight. We can just, we can rise up and just say, you know, put our spiritual foot down and say that enough's enough. You know, I'm, I'm going to uproot this thing. If there is any unforgiveness or 
um, bitterness, hurt feelings. We've all had them. But it's so wonderful to be free. And we can make a decision tonight to release anyone who's hurt us, anyone who's offended us. We can live free. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's liberating. It's the most wonderful experience to be free and to not hold grudges. And here Jesus uses the illustration of a tree because moving a tree requires dealing with roots that have been there a long time. The tree and its roots could represent a variety of problems in our life. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth said, any man can be changed by faith no matter how he may be fettered. And I just want to prophesy that out tonight, that any, anyone, any person can be changed no matter how bound up. I was so blessed at the last pastor's conference, there was a pastor's wife, and she had many different struggles in different areas, but she just blew me away. She, um, I probably talked to her for five minutes, and, and she'd had, you know, just bondages and discouragement and failure, and it, within five minutes, everything she said was, oh, well, yes, I did this, oh, and then we did this, and then we had this, and it was just like, just, she had been set free. And she, it, I'll, I'll share the details about it more sometime. But I was, and she couldn't be here tonight. But it was just wonderful. Not only did Jesus say we can move mountains, right there, but we can pick up trees. I don't really have a lot of time to get into the sycamine tree. I did study quite a bit about the sycamine tree um, for this lesson. But Jesus taught his disciples how bitterness and unforgiveness and about how to remove these evil forces from our life. When we understand everything connected to the sycamine tree, and this information right here is from Rick Renner, if anyone has his devotionals, or you can get him online. He's very insightful. Everything that's connected to the sycamine tree, you'll know exactly why Jesus chose this tree as an example of bitterness and unforgiveness. Bitterness and unforgiveness are like the sycamine tree, and if you really want to be free, you can speak to this menacing growth in your life. And once again, girls, it's our faith voice. We can command it to be uprooted and cast into the sea. How many of you experience freedom from bitterness, freedom from unforgiveness, freedom to forgive yourself? And, you know, we can just take that thing and just say, enough's enough. And I know that deep-seated root system in, in our family line was broken when we spoke to it deep-seated roots of alcoholism, drug abuse, um, uh, the un unregenerated man. And, but suddenly, we grabbed hold of those roots, and we pulled that tree out. We cast it into the sea, and the curse was broken. So praise God that it, those, those bad trees, whether it's for unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever it is, the, I'm here to say tonight that that curse can be broken. Spirits of insanity that were in our, in our life, our family line, um, uh, failure, um, darkness, depression, it's all been broken. So we can grab hold, amen, of that tree and say, it's coming out. And we use our faith voice. I'm so passionate about this topic of using our voice. Because the enemy wants to silence God's people. He wants to silence us. He thinks we can't. We, 
can listen to lies and think we can't pray good enough. So we stay silent. I know the first time I was asked to pray years ago, and but I said, they said, Jeannie, will you pray? And it was a small group, and I just stood there and I froze, and I had no idea what to pray other than the Hail Mary. And <laughs> and but so I just said I can't, which I really felt bad about saying, but I said I can't. And the man leading the meeting said, Amen. That was a wonderful prayer. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to try it again then. <laughs> and he couldn't have said anything better because then the next time I just opened my mouth. Amen. Girls, let's start opening our mouth more for Jesus. Opening our mouth for, with a faith voice. And speak those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. And let's open our mouth. The psalmist said that I'm going to open my mouth wide and he will fill it. You know, like even prophecy and uh, gifts of the Spirit and all the things that we long for and are changed by. Um, so many of you have those gifts within you. And I think someone tonight mentioned dormancy, but because we think, I'm not going to say it right. Or, oh, is this really God? Oh, I'm making this up. And... No, you have a faith voice, and Jesus lives in you, and Jesus wants to speak through you. But he, you know what? He's got to use my vocal cords. <laughs> He's got to use, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about the voice, about how unique every voice is. See, the body of Christ needs your voice, and um, Lisa has a voice. <laughs> Our friend Lisa here, she, she has a voice, and it's a, it's a signing voice, but we've got methods to change the world and to bring thy kingdom come, thy will be done right here on earth. Come on now. Just like it is in heaven, let's live that. Let's do that. Let's be them, those people. <laughs> let's be them. So um, we want to uproot bitterness. Um, thinking about just maybe skipping over. I'm going to skip over some other things about the sycamine tree, and we'll save those for next year. So, but um, back to Luke 17, 6, it says, if, if indeed the sycamine tree represents bitterness and unforgiveness, it says, um, let's see, I'll just read out of my notes. <laughs> it, says, say, it says that we have to say it, say to the sycamine tree. Right there. You might say, okay, is, is it, are we just going to wait for a booming voice from heaven? No. Um, what about your, your pastor? Is that going to be your pastor that uproots that thing? Your prayer partner? Your praying friends? We might get some help. But this says, you say. You say. And it, age, age doesn't matter. You know, we've got our three-year-old granddaughter who talks a blue streak, and she's already saying, Jesus, you say, be plucked up by the root and get out of my life. <clears throat> and I want to admonish every one of us here tonight to, regarding the sycamine tree, whether it's unforgiveness, bitterness, or just some... Bad root system. 
to make a decision and say, you're coming out and you're, you're getting out of my life. You're being cast into the sea. And the result of that, it says, it should obey you. So can we all say that out loud? It should obey you. And now let's say it, it, it will obey me. It will obey me. Isn't, isn't that empowering? Like that word of the Lord that came in the prayer meetings is that there'll be an empowerment to realize that we have a faith, a voice of faith. So it's, it's time to be over feeling weak. It's time to quit saying, I'm not anointed. It's time to quit saying, well, I don't have any gifts. Say that. <laughs> I'll just testify. I, I'm a public speaker now, but I have had to fight to be a public speaker. I want, oh, I'm just getting a picture in the spirit. God wants us all to stand up. Rise up. Rise up. No, rise up. See, and you rising up. We're rising up, and we're saying, I am finished with those lies. Let's, and now let's say it with authority. I am finished with those lies. I have a voice of faith. I can move mountains and uproot trees. I'm empowered. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I... I think it's okay to sit back down, but I saw that in the spirit when you, when you would stand up, that we would just stand up and, and know that it's true. To know, even if it's just those last four words, it should obey you. Hallelujah. So it's like, wow, the, the anointing resides within us. The power is in us. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave, dwells within us. So we don't have to say, Lord, you're far away across the ocean, or you're way up in the sky, and I can't reach you. No, the word is very nigh you. It's in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith that we speak. So praise God, we are uprooting trees, and we're moving mountains. Okay, um... I'm just going to take the liberty and um, take a few minutes of my message to, uh, to watch a little part of a video. Let me, let me share one thing about the voice, and then we'll go ahead and, and um, <laughs> I just kept, Angela, it's Horton, Horton, here's a who. And I've watched that several times with my grandchildren, and um, I had it on the computer, I was just sitting there today just watching this little clip of it again because in this story, it's about this community um, and it, it's so tiny that they live on this little, yeah, this little speck on a flower. And has anyone seen it? <laughs> and, but anyway, like people, these animals, they wouldn't believe that this, that, that this community was real. And I just, I just kind of brought, I just could see things in the spirit. And anyway, finally, um, finally they, 
they worked very hard to use their voices to say, we are here, we are here, we are here. We are here, we are here, we are here. And, it, and then Dave, Pastor Dave came into the office today, and he saw me just watching Horton, here's a who. And he goes, when did you see that? And I said, oh, over and over again with the grandkids. And, but before we watch that, um, I want to say your voice, and I'm so intense about this, because I know how the enemy wants to silence us. And we can refuse tonight to be silenced. And we can make a choice to speak for God, to preach the word, to sing. There are so many voices that are supposed to be on worship teams, but they believed the lie. And they said, I don't have the gift of singing. And you, but you're called by God to worship. Amen. Singing and performing is not being on a worship team. There's calls of God in this room to be on worship teams, to lead worship, to get guitars, to get pianos. And you'll see some of that in the clip. It's so cute. And But to speak, to use your faith voice, to move mountains, to operate trees, and to flow in the gifts, and to use the authority. Praise God. We have voices. Amen? Praise God, we have vocal cords. We, can't, we don't understand it all, but it's also wonderful that we have a voice and we can speak life. We can speak words of encouragement. We can change young people's lives by what we say over them. Okay, let's go ahead with this little clip. If it seems like it's getting too long and stuff, I'll just say, all right, we get the point. We are here, we are here, we are here. We are here, we are here. Come on! Everybody! We are here, we are here, we are here. This will teach you not to make up stories about people on specs. Listen, there they are. It's not working. I can hear you, but their ears aren't strong enough. We need to be louder. Get every who to make noise. Everyone. We are here. We are here. We are here. We are here. Jojo, where are you going? We need every voice. Jojo. We need every voice. You need to make some noise down there, or we'll all be destroyed. The mayor grabbed a tom-tom and started to smack it. And all over Whoville, they whooped up a racket. They rattled tin kettles, they beat on brass pans, on garbage pail tops and old cranberry cans. They blew on bazookas and blasted great toots, on clarinets, sumpas and boompas and flutes. There! Can they hear us now? We are here! Listen, please! It's the most beautiful thing ever! I don't hear nothing. <laughs> I don't think so. But keep trying. Keep trying. I'll never give in. Are you sure that every who down in Whoville is trying? We are here. We are 
dojo. Probably at the old observatory. Couldn't ask for a better son. small extra yacht put it over and all the who noises burst out of the clover i hear it too why rudy give me that Come, rudy get back in the pouch now no mom uh, wickershams get that clover well anybody Take it from him. Mm. 
You did it, Mayor. You did it. We did it! Yeah! I think that's the end, right? <laughs> we did it! We did it! We did it! We are here! We are here! We are here! And every voice is so important. I just want to read a few things about your voice. Your voice is your, is your address in the spirit. Your voice. What is it about your voice that is so important? Why does the scripture say she shall have whatsoever she says? First of all, there's no other voice like your voice. Your voice is your address in the spirit. Scientists tell us that the voice print is just as accurate in determining an individual's identity as his fingerprint. They say there's no other voice like yours. In certain high-security situations, a person must speak and their voice must be given, must be recognized before clearance is given. Um, I, I'll share a little story in just a minute here, but um, I couldn't help but think, you know, like when their voices went up and it just, sure it's a cartoon, but it's like it changed the atmosphere. I mean, really, our voices do. What we speak changes the atmosphere, it changes lives, it changes our cities. Psalm 18, 6 and 7 says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried, let's say that, I cried to my God. Like Rita said, I cried to my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. And whose cry? Came before him. Do you think someone else's prayers are more important or more special than yours? No, God hears your cry. His, your cry came before him. The earth shook and trembled. The foundations and the hills were moved, and he was wroth. So we have the ability within our voice to shake the heavens and cause the, the um, power of God to rise up and to bring change. But, ladies, it's through our voice. It's through our faith voice. Uh, not only does... God respond to, you, to our voice, but angels do. I think we'll just skip over that one, but uh, Psalm 103.20, it says that angels respond to the voice to when we pray. And when we speak the word, angels go forth. They're commissioned. Uh, Daniel 10.12, the angel told Daniel, your words were heard. Look at that part right there. And it says, I have come for your words. Daniel's words brought the answer from heaven. And the angel came exactly to the right address. To your voice. Praise God. Okay, your voice is like your address in the spirit. Um, I want to, let's see, I'm going to go to... I'm going to go to a, a story that I got permission to, to share about, but your voice can do things and bring change that only you can do. And years ago, when um, before our son moved to Colorado, I got permission to give this. And... Um, <laughs> 
you know, like, there's, there's some more in here I want to, I'll see how things go, but anyway, as far as things that have, like, things that happen in the airwaves when we speak, and things, of course, God said, let there be light, and his words brought forth creation, and, but years ago when my son was with a group of friends, and they were in a party atmosphere, and um, Angela and I were on the phone. And, you know, when you're on the phone, there's, like, airwaves. And how I don't know how all that works. But, like, our voice travels. Is that amazing? And our voice can travel to heaven, and like the psalmist said. But um, anyway, so I was wondering where Ryan was that night. And I was uh, being like a mom, like, well, I wonder where Ryan's at. And I wonder who he's with. I wonder what he's doing. And we were kind of going back and forth like that. And um, it turned out that these friends of his had, had just gotten this, I don't even know what it's called, but some kind of a device where you could hear people's phone conversations in the, yeah, in the, in the community. Does anyone know what that's called? I don't know. A scanner. Yeah, maybe a scanner. And so anyway, um, his friend said, oh, look at this thing we got, and we can hear phone, phone calls, and we can hear people talking, and they were all, you know, hanging around it. All of a sudden, Ryan stops, and he goes, wait a minute, that's my mom. <laughs> and here, their little thing picked up our phone conversation. And so Angela and I were going back and forth, and, and I was saying, you know, what I already said. And, and then I said in this conversation, I said, well, Angela, let's just pray over the phone right now for Ryan and for his friends. And yeah, and so, so we began to pray over the phone, and our voice traveled from our phones, however that works, into this scanner, into this room, and brought such a presence of God that my son finally said, you know, I really think we should turn this off. This is kind of personal. <laughs> but I just want to encourage, you know, moms here that are even, you're praying for your, for your kids or you're praying for your grandkids or for your husbands. Your, your voice is filled with faith. You have a faith voice. And uh, Ryan, of course, told us about it pretty soon after that. But then it came up a few years or a few weeks ago, actually. And we were laughing so hard. It was just like, I kind of forgot. I was like, how could I forget that? And I thought, Lord, that is just amazing that our prayers, and of course, you know your prayers are 24-7, that your prayers are forever before the throne. Anyway, I know we've gone a little later um, than usual, but what I'm wanting to do for closing is, there's so much more I want to say, but anyway, <laughs> um, one thing I feel is very important to say is a quote from Lillian Yeomans. I really don't know much about her, but I like what she said. She said, God has tied himself irrevocably to human cooperation in the execution of divine purposes. And um, creative power lies within your voice. Let me just, let me just uh, get back to these, these uh, visuals that we have. Whosoever shall have whatsoever, and we're going to take some time Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said, "Whosoever shall have whatsoever." Here are five simple conclusions we can draw from this scripture. If it was God's will for the mountain to be there, Jesus would not have told you to move it. 
You know, I think so many times we're just settling. Well, it must be God's will. Let's, let's search out the scriptures. Number two, if what you have in life is all up to God, Jesus would have never said what he said in Mark eleven twenty three. If it's all up to God, que sera, sera. Well, it must be God's will. It happened. Well, how about this one? Well, there must be a reason. There must be a purpose. Let's go back to the word of God. And God's word equals God's will. Uh, number three, if you knew what was on the other side of the mountain, you would move it. Is there offense? Is, is worry? Is your mountain worry? Is your mountain fear? Is your mountain inferiority? Is your mountain intimidation? Is it frustration? I know I've had seasons in my life where I'm just tired, exhausted, and um, who was it Angela said? Dry bones. <laughs> and, but, you know, is that our mountain? Is, is our mountain discouragement? Is it depression? Is it disappointment in people? You know, we can get so disappointed in people. Hurting people hurt people. And, but we can speak to that. It might not be up there, poverty, doubt, defense. Your mountain might not be written there, but you know if there's a mountain into your life, in your life, and we want to move it tonight. If there's a mountain, you can move it. There's no mountain in your sphere of life that you cannot move, Jesus said. And then fifth, your mountain needs to hear your voice. I believe we're empowered tonight. We are empowered to know that we have a voice of faith. The way to move our mountain is to speak to it. Someone over here said that. And we need to speak to those mountains. We need to address it. We need to do it afraid. And we need to identify the enemy. And according to what Jesus said, we have the power and the authority. So what I pictured tonight in closing was I pictured coming up here. You might just stand here and just say, I have this mountain of whatever it is. And speak to it and just believe tonight that those mountains are going to move. Maybe you have a tree of bitterness or offense. Maybe it's a family curse. But let's take some time and just come up to that tree and just say, I'm finished with this bitterness and unforgiveness in my life, and I'm choosing to uproot and cast it into the sea. So thank you. That's exactly what I wanted. Let's all stand. I'll be real honest with you tonight. <clears throat> We're going to leave here changed. <laughs> so, do you have some mountains to move? Even if it's past your bedtime. <laughs> it's not past mine, but if you're a night owl, you're getting wide awake. <laughs> but I just pray tonight that everyone here will know that you're empowered to speak to your mountain. Tonight you are empowered to say to that sycamine tree, be uprooted, be pulled up by the roots, get the roots out, be cast into the sea. And Jesus said, it will be done. So I'm just going to open up this area. And like, like I was saying, even if you're tired, I want to encourage you to just pass by. Just address it. 
The prayer ministry will also be available too if you feel that you need some agreement. If you want. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.